Boom! What up, what up, party people? Episode 57. It is a damn good day to have a damn good day. And I am currently in New York doing a week-long cleanse called the Elemental Diet. An Elemental Diet is comprised of easily digestible formulas that come in liquid or powder form and provide all the nutrients your body needs. It's intended for those who have severe digestive issues and usually followed under the supervision of a trained medical team. Personally, I used it to beat something called SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, and I feel like I kind of let myself go after I ended up beating it. So just to re-nip it in the butt, I'm doing the cleanse again for a week. And whenever you do a cleanse, you always get some weird side effects, but that's your body detoxing. And if you currently are the type of person that needs to have a detox, I highly recommend you just jump in and do it. Also, as an exciting update, the Len Jones Party of Two official merch just dropped featuring our flagship shirts. It's a damn good day. And I'm just saying, if you wear that shirt around town, people will just treat you differently. The message smiles to people's faces and ultimately what's better than that and if you're new to the podcast our mission here is twofold to educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come-up stories of incredible humans by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life and second to have all my friends in life that are making moves to meet my other friends in life making moves to create one giant community of extraordinary people now i am stoked to talk about our guests today but before i do i must warn you that today's episode is a little edgy about a topic that usually makes you do the double take and think wait are you for real and that topic is sexual transmutation which proposes the idea that a man can harness his sexual energy to have unlimited orgasms you might ask where the hell did that come from which is precisely what i asked my friend eddie mentor when he first told me about this eddie went on to tell me that if you ever have read chapter 11 of the famous book think and grow rich by napoleon hill the author speaks directly on this subject but not a lot of people understand what's going on there the idea here is that harnessing your sexual energy can lead to building wealth, stronger relationships, improving your health, and even unlimited orgasms if done properly. I first met Eddie seven years ago at a direct sales event, and he had become a close friend and mentor ever since. Eddie has been a top producer in direct sales for the past 15 years and is one of the most alive people I've ever met. When it comes to health and wellness, you won't find people more passionate and hardcore about it than Eddie. From green drinks, aminos, supplements, and all things organic, Eddie takes biohacking very seriously. On top of his successful career in direct sales, Eddie is the co-founder of I2L Media, and as of just recent, he is launching his newest creation called Verdad Life. You can watch this podcast with Eddie and I live from Orlando, Florida on YouTube, and if you find this content valuable, we ask you to like, comment, and share the good vibes. Now, without further ado, episode 57, let's jump into it. Live, Eddie Mentor. How you doing, homie? Mr. Len Jones. Excited to be here, brother. We're here with the human avocado himself. You have been a pioneer in my life when it comes to the green drink, oh, being man. healthy. I mean, I would consider you a complete health nut, maybe like a few levels above what is normal. A uh, little, little extreme. <laughs> yeah, but you're all about it. You got that huge smile on your face. You're all about biohacking your body. And you've come a long way. You're always talking about how good you feel. You've done water fasts. You're doing the celery juice every morning. What started the journey into this health and wellness thing? Well, I've always been like obsessed with like the body and getting healthy. And I think I've been drinking green drinks now for like 15 years. And for me, it was until I got sick that I realized how 
not healthy I really was. Because just because you're consuming like healthy drinks, juicing every single day, I didn't really realize how much more there was to go. And so for me, what happened was, um, uh, you, you know that unfortunately a, f- a few years ago, we basically lost our business and had to rebuild everything. And at that time, my wife was uh, six months pregnant. My dad was on his deathbed. So he was literally like, a, he died two months after that. And so a lot going on, spending my life savings on keeping him alive. We just lost our company. My wife's business, thankfully, we still had that, which was a really successful business. We lost that two weeks after that. So literally, like, I went from being in a position where I'm bringing a, a child into this world and thinking that I had prepared for the last, you know, at the time, 12 years for it to realize that I wasn't ready at all because we had lost everything. And so at that point, um, I've always been able to respond to life because I've been healthy, right? Like, you know, responding to stress and problems and all that stuff. Long story short, when I try to take on all those things at the exact same time, my, um, my, just, my whole body just went completely out of whack. Um, we, we launched our new brand, our new company. That was great. It was a, a successful launch. Things were going well. Um, but out of nowhere, I just started getting crazy anxiety, panic attacks. Um, I've always had like minor anxiety, but I can always just with like a five minute breath work, snap out of it that I'm good for a few days. Like literally it was never a, an issue in my life. So an accumulation of all these things is making you stressed, super stressed. Yeah. Stress is by far the number one killer. And so I tell people, if you have stress in your life, get it out of your life, find a way to either get a new job, get a new career, um, you know, leave a toxic relationship that's causing heavy stress, obviously try to work through it. But at the end of the day, whatever's causing the stress, get rid of it because stress is by far the biggest contributor. Self-inflicted um, things that we do to ourselves create all the issues. And so, I mean, you've seen pictures of me. My, I lost like half of my hair. Um, I, lit- I literally looked sickly. I was like, I don't know, like I don't even know how much I weighed, but I just, I looked like an, just an anorexic, super sickly person with um, eczema all over and, and rashes all over my body. So it was a scary time. And so at that point, I went from thinking I was really healthy to realizing how unhealthy I was. And then I just went like just on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, went super radical. And when all those things happen, do you get to a point where you're truly depressed? Like you're thinking, Oh, no question. Like what level of depression are we talking? I think everyone has a moment in their life where they kind of feel depressed. I think mental disorders, mental disorders is just basically chemicals and hormones that are completely out of whack. And a lot of times we think we're depressed, right? Because in that moment, it feels in that moment real. So whether you feel it or you don't feel it or whatever response, I mean, there's different levels of depression and how people get it. But ultimately, if you hate your life and you're not happy with how you feel, I feel like anyone can be depressed. And we've talked about it. You've had moments. I've had moments. And in that moment, I was like, is this the beginning of the end? I mean, when I look back at pictures of myself at that time, I can't even believe that I got to that point, you know, and and being a new dad at the time and, you know, being uh, in, a, in a situation with my wife who had a really rough pregnancy and having to be strong through that coming out of it, um, it was tough, you know, feeling like you weren't adequate enough, feeling like you can't, you want to go, you know, I've always been able to respond to life's challenges, but when you literally can't even go out in public because you're going to have a panic attack, how do you like handle life? How do you respond? How do you describe what a panic attack feels like? It's like you have completely lost control of your body where you, you literally have no way of like you, you literally think you're going crazy. That that's the best way I've, I, I can explain it. Someone that's lost control and is going crazy, and I, I was, I was scared at the time because I didn't really know 
how to handle this. And the doctors couldn't really give me good answers. And my whole life has been a, 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 an issue of just trying to get sources from doctors that can help me and just always having to self-diagnose myself and figure it out on my own. And to make a long story short, we just, I went on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, went super radical. And that's kind of like, I think that's how things happen though. You know, you go through like the, the darkest moments give birth to like the most beautiful moments of your life. It's interesting though, because for the first, you know, 10 years prior to all this, you're crushing it. You're living your life. You're top in the direct sales field, running huge events. You're a social butterfly. You're a fantastic presenter. You're doing all these things. And then, you know, life hits you so freaking hard. Like it hit me. Life yeah. hits us all hard yeah. and you have no idea. When you least expect it. And you don't know how to deal with it until you deal with it. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's no way of feeling someone else's pain unless you're in their body. These things happen when you least expect it. I mean, oftentimes they happen when you're flying high, things are awesome, you're going out, you're eating a little bit more, you're drinking a little bit more, right? You're having, you know, it's, you're not realizing that like, you know, a lot of times success comes with being out and being out comes with what? Like eating a little bit more, again, drinking a little bit more. And so these things start to pile up in our system and we don't realize the repercussions until it's too late. Yeah. It is interesting to think that there are so many people out there right now that are in a state of chronic stress mm -hmm. and they don't even know it. It's become so normal to them. So there's a lot of different things that we can do every single day to try to eliminate that stress. Oh, yeah. And on the same note, before we get into that stress, I, I just think that a lot of times when these crazy things happen to us in the heat of the moment, it seems like the worst thing ever. But I found with my own personal health challenges that I am so proud of myself for being able to come out no of question. some of that yeah. with my head on my shoulders, right? Yeah. And it you can truly master anything, yeah. like no matter how crazy. The human mind is incredible. Yeah. It's incredibly adaptable. And it's crazy when you hear these stories of people that are, you know, paraplegics or lost both their legs or their arms or, you know, had a huge heart surgery and they're, you know, the first year or two, it's like an absolute change of pace, but they end up just adapting to a whole new lifestyle. And then that's all you know. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that God puts us in situations and puts us through these dark moments for us to really understand who we are. And I really feel like in those moments, you really go, you're forced to go deep within and really start to ask yourself questions that you didn't ask yourself before. And you ask anyone that's like crushing it in life and has a successful business, a career or a marriage or whatever it might be. You ask them like, what was the pivotal moment? And it's always like a dark moment or a dark experience or something that they went through that they had to rise above the ashes. And then I feel like in these moments, what happens is that like, who's going to be inspired by someone that had it easy their whole life, right? It, it, there's no challenge. Like, you know, yeah, Ian Lenhart, you know, a young kid had a great childhood, goes into direct sales, build a six figure income and rides into the sunset. Like that's such a, that's not a good story. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you start crushing it in your business, but then all of a sudden, like you go into this moment where God's like, all right, it's, you know, Ian, it's, things are great, but we're going to have to teach you a few things. And I feel like you've you've evolved into such an incredible human being from that experience that you know you should be proud of yourself because that's that's what it's all about. You you learn to have empathy for people, and I think that that's one of the oh most powerful God, qualities yeah, totally. you can have. Totally, because life's crazy. Life is effed up, and we're always searching for that satisfaction. Mm -hmm. People, you know, mm -hmm. we're always just trying to be happy. I always say whenever people ask how am I doing, I always say living the dream. Yeah. Because I want to convince myself I am living the dream. And you know what? I am. It yeah. could be so much mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, just the fact that we, I mean, for us personally, we're in the U.S. right now. It's warm out. We're in Orlando, Florida at an awesome convention. Life's pretty damn good. You know, we can walk. We can talk. You know, we can we can 
shake our hips. Like things yeah. are good. We're drinking green drink because yeah. Eddie's here. And you're <laughs> always talking about that green drink. And you've been a really big influence in my life to get myself on that trend. Obviously, I had issues with my gut. Cybo yeah. ended up beating it. And I talk all about that on my YouTube channel. You can check out some videos on that. But I have found myself that once you do beat it, part of you does trend a little bit back to some of the bad habits mm -hmm. that got you there. For mm -hmm. me, two big portions. Mm -hmm. I love eating, mm -hmm. right? I eat a ton of food. Technically not the bad food, but I eat too much good food sometimes. And then peanut butter definitely ruins me. It's my, it's my weakness. I love I think, peanut I think butter. it's a lot of our weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. So the green drink, you're all about, um, what's his name? Uh, the miracle, the his name is, is fleeting me right oh, now. Oh, Medical Medium. Medical Medium. Yeah, he's doing great work. Yeah. You're all about him. What yeah. got you into that guy? Um, I think it was just a journey, like, overall, you know. Um, once I got sick, I was like, all right, I need to go within. And I started, like, you know, going deeper into meditation, spending a lot more time in meditation. I mean, there was a time where my, where my wife was like, you spend a lot of time meditating. And I was like it's just what I have to do right now. It was such a healing time with spending time with God during that time to figure out what I needed to go do. And so for me, whether it be meditation or, you know, fasting, I've done long extended water fast or, you know, uh, ice therapy, jumping in the ice every single day. There's so many different things that have added to getting healthy. I feel like he's put together a program and he's healing a lot of people right now. But for me, I feel you know, one of the things that I'm excited to talk about today, which is something that I, I have to say, you were like the pivotal person that actually kind of, it was a straw that broke the camel's back in a positive way where I was very, mm, what's the word? Hesitant. Very hesitant, very careful, because it's a very esoteric topic. And it's something that people don't want to talk about, or it's something that's like, how many men really want to attack this conversation? Because just the thought of it is like, just it's impossible to digest you know and it wasn't until that I really started understanding the power of sexual transmutation that everything really started to change for me um because you know if, when you when you when you open up the book it, it first says here you know the the emotion of sex has back of its possibility of three constructive potentials number one the perpetuation of mankind right having kids number two the maintenance of health as a therapeutic agency, it has no equal. So when it comes to like having healthy effects on the body, there's no greater force on earth than understanding how to harness your sexual transmutation within yourself. Okay, so what is sexual transmutation? So for lack of words, some people call it sexual alchemy, you know, like the alchemist, you know, turning lead into gold. Um, some people will call it sexual transmutation. Um, there's, you know, but then if you want to go just What's just, the most basic it, aspect? The most basic aspect, if you want to hit head straight on, it's semen retention. Semen retention. Semen retention. And so men understand that, you know, when you have an ejaculation, there's an orgasm. Okay. Right? But most people don't understand that men are actually multi-orgasmic. And women are multi-orgasmic because they need the strength to bear children. So they have a different level of energy and strength within their body, which is why they're multi-orgasmic. But for men, they actually are as well. But we mix up and think... In, in order to have an orgasm, you must ejaculate. But actually, it's not true at all. You can actually have orgasms without ejaculating and, you know, for lack of words, go as long as you want. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've always been, you know, admiring women because they can have multiple orgasms and it seems like that's a pretty solid perk of being a woman. Yeah. And, you know, men, you know, we have this one epic giant 
you know, party, yeah. you know, every time, yeah. possibly two or three if mm-hmm. you're really killing it. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that you hold that out. So you hold your, 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 lo- <laughs> your nut or whatever low <laughs> stuff, whatever word you're using for the term ejaculation, you're holding that and you're choosing to do that. Right. That sounds kind of like torture. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I think the, the biggest challenge for men where you need to start to be even be able to digest this is the first thing is understand what pornography is doing to like mankind. Okay. Okay. 25% of searches on the internet are for pornography. Okay. One fourth of the reason why he brought on the internet is for pornography. And if you were to, if you were to like really look at men, it's probably way higher. We're talking about humans in general. Well, so. porn's come a long way since the LimeWire days. It's more accessible than ever before. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it has profound consequences on the brain, like long-term consequences. And it, it, it disconnects you with your partner because you become desensitized. You feel like that world of what you're watching is how it should be. And so when that doesn't happen, you're dissatisfied and you go from desiring it, right? Going from, okay, I desire that to like it being a requirement. And then your subconscious mind cannot stop thinking about it. And this topic, I can talk about it for days and days, but the consequences of that people don't realize how it affects their marriage, how it affects their business, how it affects their life, how it affects connecting with people. And so men need to first start there and understand that it's not a conversation a lot of guys want to have, which is another reason why, like I've been really hesitant about the approach that I want to take with this. But I was like, you know what? I'm really, I have to stop being concerned with how this will come off because the only way to really help people is to just put it out there. Well, the concept of not watching porn makes complete sense, right? If you're constantly looking at, you know, the most beautiful human beings on the planet, you have these expectations that are unrealistic, sort of like with social media. You're always trying to achieve something that typically isn't the norm. That, that, that endorphin release, you know, people, because everyone right now in the world is like trying to go outward. And we need to go, we're, we're moving into a new era where we have to go inward and figure out why do you seek out pornography? Like, why is it a desire? Why is it when you come back from work, you got to open up the laptop and you just, you have to go in? Like, why is that? And what's happening, it, it's destroying so many marriages. And uh, rather than saying, hey, let me figure out what's going on within me and how to lead my marriage better. Instead, what people are doing is that they just, they're just opting out and then they're just looking at pornography and then... You're, you're, you're attacking the symptom, but you're not really going to the root cause of why your marriage isn't working or why your sex life isn't great anymore. And it, it takes a completely different mindset to be a man today. We're in a, new, we're in a whole new world. Sex is much better than watching porn, right? Yes. For sure. Yes. I think everyone would agree that. Yes. No question. But if you're opting for porn over sex, like that's, that's a situation. Yeah. Well, you got to well, address it. Well, you know, a lot of guys these days are so desensitized that they need it in order to get that release, which is scary. Really? Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, I've, so they'll be having full fledged doing their thing, having sex and they need to watch porn just to come. Yeah. There are many guys out there that they can't stay up long enough in order for them to be aroused enough in order for them to do that because of the fact that what, what's happening with their partner is not what they see on the screen. So these are studies that have been done on this? There's so much out there right now. There's a big no-fat movement going on right now of like, you know, uh, uh, of men that are just educating other men on, you know, um, the importance of why pornography isn't good for you. Is any of this somehow linked to long-term erectile dysfunction? 
I would, I don't know the studies and the data on that, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably something out there. Well, I'll tell you this is pornography is the first domino that falls. A huge issue in erectile dysfunction is the fact that men are ejaculating too much. Too much. Too much. Way too much. So how much? How how many times should a man be ejaculating to achieve Superman performance? So I've so what I've gone deep on are like Taoist teachings, right? Taoist teachings of like this is studies for like five thousand years. I mean, you know, we have like our medical data in like the states is like like not even a hundred years. When there's like Chinese Taoist data of how to heal the body and how to stay strong for over 5,000 years. And so the stuff is out there. People, if you really wanna go find this stuff, it's there. And if you apply it into your life, you're gonna see drastic changes. So for someone like yourself, I forget the gauge and how to do it, but someone like, you know, at like 20 years old, a good gauge is about once a week, at the most twice a week. You should only be doing that once a week. Yeah. So this is taught in a certain religion? Not religion, this is like, this is like, Taoist teachings of how to cultivate sexual energy because today it it requires a completely different mindset to be a man today so for example like there's this whole like woman movement right woman empowerment empowering women in my opinion men to be empowered honestly because there's like think about it today like for a woman right if a woman now today has the same opportunity as a man she can go out there crush it become a millionaire if she wants what does she need a man for a man today right for, for the last hundred years, women had to depend on men to provide. That was just like the world we were in, right? Today, women can provide for themselves. There's equal opportunity, right? And of course, in the workforce, there, there are some women and men that feel like, you know, that it's a little unfair. And I, I get that, that argument. But if you really look at it from how different things are today, women do not need men today. And the biggest issue what's going on today and what the Taoists teach is when a man gives up his energy constantly, right? Just keeps giving up his energy, giving up his energy, giving up his energy, giving up his energy. What happens to the man is that subconsciously, they don't even realize it's happening. And, and I, when I first read this, I was like, how could this be? I mean, come on. And I've asked this question to so many men and every single time they're like, oh my God, that's what happened to that relationship. Because I know so many guys that had an amazing relationship. Things were great. Things were awesome. Sex was awesome. Connection was awesome. They were amazing friends. And then something happened. And they, they couldn't explain what happened. And subconsciously, the man resents the woman because the woman is taking away his life force. Whoa. And so what happens, <laughs> yeah, what happens is that out of nowhere, it turns into like bitter arguments, catty fights, turns into like, just, you're just annoyed by things you didn't even see before. When you want to look for something, you're going to find it rather than focusing on the good, right? So this, what you're saying is that by having sex too much and then ejaculating too much is actually going to have a harmful effect on a relationship long term. Yes. Because in our subconscious, we are giving away our energy. Yep. And that energy is what empowers men to feel manly. Interesting topic yeah. over here. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, because when you, okay, so there's, um, you know, we're taught about chakras, right? Chakras, energy centers, right? And so we talk about seven chakras or whatever. There's actually a lot more. I think it's like 11 or 13. They're in the front of the body, in the back of the body. So there's just energy centers. This isn't like a, like a, like a religious thing. This is all science. This is all like, this is all, we're moving into an age where 
everyone is looking for external factors. Like if you need energy, you drink coffee, right? But there's ways to build up your energy rather than always seeking the outside rather than looking in, right? And so when you're, when you're a man and you understand that rather than having the energy leave your body, but you can raise that energy into higher energy centers of the body. For example, like your chest, this chakra right here, if you can bring the energy into this energy center, when you don't feel like doing something, you can move the energy into this center and you can actually have more willpower to go do what you didn't feel like doing. Right? Let's say you're going to go into meditation and you want to connect with energy, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. You can move that energy into higher vibrations and you can connect at a higher vibration. And, and for me, I, I looked at this a long time ago, right? You know, in, in the chapter uh, 11 of Thinking Grow Rich, I read the chapter of sexual transmutation. And I was like, I read it and I tried to apply it into my life. And it was actually a very like unpleasant thing. I felt like I was going against nature. But once I understood there was an actual way to cultivate this and you can actually harness this, it actually was a very, 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 very pleasant thing where now it's been a long time that I haven't and I've never felt more balanced. I've never felt more connected to my wife. I've never had more energy to go take on my life. I've never felt more um, like happy at peace. I've, I've never gone deep, this deep in meditation. Um, my, my wife was battling a pretty like horrific thyroid battle. And so I basically took on all the home stuff, like taking care of the baby, changing the diapers, running the companies. Um, I'm a horrible cook, but I did my best. We did a lot of juicing. Um, I basically took on mom and daddy roles for a while, for a good like eight months. And I was sleeping about an hour or two a night because I'd work overnight because I couldn't work during the day because I was taking on things with my son. To make a long story short, there wasn't a moment in that whole time that I was tired. I, I literally felt like I was getting full night's rest the entire time. And now that I'm sleeping, it's even like more energy, but it's just crazy because like you said earlier, we don't realize it's become a norm that we just operate at a low vibration. We need coffee to survive. We're tired. Like it's, it's become the norm when really it's not. So you're in a position right now where you've been, how long since the last time you, uh, you ejaculated like months. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yet you're having sex constantly. It's been about close to 10 months, 10 months. Close. So you make that conscious decision not to do that. And you've said you've never felt better in your entire Ever. life. I mean, from a girl perspective, I mean, if you're a girl listening to this, I'm sure that you wouldn't be upset if you met a man that could pull off what Eddie's pulling off right now. So, damn. But uh, it sounds like almost undoable. Yeah. As a man, when you get to that point and the party's about to go, like, how do you stop? Well, well here's the deal. And, and hold that thought. If you think about this. It seems like a crazy buzzkill almost. <laughs> oh, which part? Which part? Just semen retention. It does at first. And that's why I think that most men, for example, when you read this book, Thinking Grow Rich, I mean, I don't know of a book, right, that has been read by more millionaires on earth. Would you agree? Right. Right. And then we go to chapter 11. We read this. And every man, 99.9% .9 of men, they just skip this chapter. They're just like, okay, that sounds cool. And they understand the concept of converting that energy. But 99% of men, if they can sleep with a beautiful woman every single night, they would. And so basically the chapter doesn't pertain to them and they're not really interested in the chapter because the thought of having to harness that energy is literally impossible when really it's, it's the complete opposite. It's really like in the beginning, it's like anything else. It takes time to cultivate that, right? And, and this is not the, the podcast for that, but understanding that there is a way to cultivate this energy. And once you do, you can go as long as you want. You can have as many orgasms as you want. Why would you want to only have one when you can have many? I mean, it sounds like a great plan. That's yeah. why I wanted you to talk about yeah. this because it is so 
far-fetched yeah. and uh, kind of sounds absolutely lunatic. Yeah. But, I mean, there's two gentlemen in here right now, your homies that are listening right now, that have also done the same thing. And they're looking with eyes wide open, so clearly they've unlocked some special ability. And So you talk about cultivating this energy. What are the steps to do it? You said this isn't the podcast to do it. It's probably a long topic, but what's the Spark Notes version of cultivating that energy? Well, the, the, the most basic thing that I'd recommend is understanding something called the microcosmic orbit. Okay, the microcosmic orbit is basically we have these chakras, right? And so we go to like Reiki energy people to open up our chakras and we, when actually we can do it within ourselves. So it's a meditative practice, which is understanding all these chakras, opening them all up and knowing how to actually cycle the energy through your body. So you have like one unified chakra. So for, for example, for a male, let's say like you have this like urge where you need it. You're like rock solid. You have this urge that you'd like need it right now. What if I told you that within a matter of 20 seconds, you can convert that energy and go from desiring it, needing it to moving the energy to another part of your body. So in that moment, you don't need to do that. And you can go do something creative versus having to go release energy. Because the thing about energy, you know, for example, I'll read this piece here. Um, let me see if I can find it here. This is, for, this is an excerpt from Thinking Grow Rich. A river may be dammed and it's water controlled for a time but eventually it will force an outlet. The same is true of the emotion of sex. It may be submerged and controlled for a time, but its very nature causes it to be ever seeking means of expression. It is not transmuted into some creative effort. If it's not created into a creative effort, it will find a less worthy outlet. Fortunate indeed is the person who has discovered how to give sex emotion an outlet through some form of creative effort, for he has, by that discovery, lifted himself to the status of genius. So obviously this is a very well-read book right. and it's very respected right. and one of the most read books. So when he wrote this book, was he an expert in this? So I don't know if he was a, I, I honestly don't know. I know that all these men applied it. I just don't know what practice they used to cultivate it. Because if, if you were to say, okay, like they, they give you the applications, right? How to do this. The biggest challenge for men today that there is so, like there is an overwhelming amount of, like you go to Vegas, you get off the plane and it's just like sex, sex, sex. It's all over the place. It's on TV. It's on the media. It's on pornography. I mean, it's just like, it, it, it doesn't stop. And so the mind is constantly being stimulated and makes applying this so much harder, right, in today's age. And so I don't think that during that time it was as hard as it is today for a male to handle life's challenges because there wasn't this like constant burden of the mind of all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And this is all like, again, don't quote me on this because I don't know. Cause you know, when Napoleon Hill wrote this book over a hundred years ago, I don't, I don't know exactly because again, when you read this, it's not very clear. Right. But the, the Taoist teachings, and there's a lot of like Hindu teachings. There's a lot of traditions that have taught this. I just feel like the Taoist teachings is the most complete it's the most simple, it's the most digestible and the most pleasant way of doing this. And, and then the thing is that it's not like, I've gone to the extreme where I've gone like on the opposite spectrum where I hardly ever, unless for procreation or like, you know, like, you know, the last time, you know, my wife's anniversary, or me and my wife's anniversary, but I, I, I've just learned how to harness it to the point where I just, I don't need to. I just, I love the feeling of operating at a higher vibration, why release energy? Can you maintain just as epic of an orgasm by doing this as, say, when you release your energy? Higher and more often. Explain. 
So the feeling you get from an orgasm, you'd get that, but you can have as many as you want. Unlimited. Unlimited. So you could just be essentially having an you orgasm are, you all are, day. You are multi-orgasmic just like women. So you could just be like a living orgasm. Pretty much. Like today, on Tuesdays, I'm just going to orgasm all day. Yeah. And yeah. you do that through... There, 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 there comes a point where you can literally be in your seat. And obviously, you're not going to do it in front of people because it's kind of weird. But you could be in your seat just sitting there. And just without touching yourself and just understanding your body's energy and you can just have one. That's that sounds pretty dope. Yep. See, this is why I really wanted to have you to talk about this. Like, whoa! I cannot believe I'm going into this right now. What a concept! Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm proud of you, but at the same time, it's I don't feel like it's something to be ashamed of. Of course, you're over here telling me that you're straight up Hercules, and you're not telling people how to achieve such a thing. I feel like a man would be insane not to even it's consider right. this it's type right. of deal. It's only right. Although it does sound very far-fetched and very hard to achieve, but you know, you got to yeah. have an open mind people. Absolutely. And, and the thing is like going back to the microcosmic orbit, once you understand this basic meditative practice, okay, once you get this, then you can actually feel the energy within your body. It does take a good week or so of not ejaculating to kind of build up the energy for you to feel it. And most guys never feel that energy because how many guys go a week? of harnessing the energy and then and then you have to go a week and then you have to like spend some time in meditation feeling within yourself and well there's got to be an aspect of human nature it's in our nature to want to procreate it's one of the most basic human needs it's why we're here for millions or x amount of years Right. right but you're going against that nature believe it or not i feel like we're going against nature by giving up the energy I feel like if you're meant to be vibrant, have energy, be way more intuitive. The reason why women are quote unquote more intuitive is because they're always connected to higher source because they only release their energy once a month on their period. Understand? Yeah. Us as men, we're giving it up every single day. So for you to like, you know, people say they want to be a lot more connected to God, be connected to spirit, be connected to energy, be connected to universal consciousness. I mean, it's all over this chapter of this book, which is what gave me the confidence to kind of share with the world what's going on. Because I, if it's on here, there's got to be some truth to this. It can't be every single chapter in Thinking Go Rich is applicable except for this one. And so when a man can actually like store that energy, they actually become just as if not more intuitive than women. Because if this is if this is all true, if everything you're doing right now and diving into is true, then 99.9% of men out there have been doing it wrong the entire time, which is a wild way to think about things, but kind of exciting. No man can avail himself of the forces of his creative imagination while dissipating them. Man is the only creature on earth that violates nature's purpose in this connection. Every other animal indulges in sex nature in moderation. And with purpose, which harmonizes with the laws of nature, every other animal responds to the call of sex only in season. Man's inclination is to declare open season. Declaring open season. Basically, we give up our energy every single day all the time versus animals, they know when to do it and it's intentional. We keep referencing this book, but Mm -hmm. what are the other really interesting data facts that back up this, this thought? Well... The thing is that it's, 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 it's Eastern teachings. It's not Western teachings. What the West is way behind on healing, on cultivation of energy. We're just really, really, really behind. But, and I, I, I keep referring back to the Taoist Chinese teachings because that's what I've studied and I've gone into. But they have 
a lot of data. I mean, a lot. And so it's out there. Um, and you know, when you read this book, you can't deny like that question you just asked me and what it said there, that man is, is dissipating their energy every single day. And there's consequences to that health consequences. Cause when you're giving up that energy all the time, constantly, 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 it's very taxing on the body for the body to make sperm seminal fluid. It is a lot of work, which is why after a guy, you know, we always make the joke, bust a load or, or, you know, blows their load. When a guy does that, that's why we're so tired. That's why we literally are like, I mean, it's a fantastic way to fall asleep. Yes. But it's not an effective way, right? <laughs> versus versus actually having sex for a few hours or however long you want to go. And then at the end of it, not only having energy, but being inspired and creative to go do things. People are listening to this like a few hours? What? Yeah. What's going I mean, on? However, however long she wants to go, basically. So you're into this this whole idea. It's on the health perspective you're all about trying to maintain and, and biohack your life has this been the biggest breakthrough you think you've ever one come across? billion percent one billion percent do you like if you were a 16 year old you do you think you would be able to practice this yes. at 16 yes to have the control the yeah. mental ability because i know people that have gone say without sex or or masturbation or any of that intentionally for years but from a lot of the perspective was just because they it's almost like a mind control thing well you gave me an example of someone mm -hmm. that practiced that and then they yeah grew in a huge business yeah they grew they became much more mentally aware much more mentally stimulated yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah. it could have been because they've been drinking more green drink though you know yeah but that's that could have been the thing yeah. too yeah well I, I there's tons of examples within my life of close friends that i've like i've coached through this and then people that i know that have just done a celibacy thing i feel like the celibacy thing i feel like is going against nature because you're not working with it it's it's kind of like why swing, swim upstream when you can flow with it? Make sense? Yeah. And so the practice of cultivating this energy is like flowing with it, which is connecting within and understanding that there's an energy within yourself. And once you can connect with that energy, then you can move it to different parts of your body. That sounds crazy. Yeah. So for, example, so for example, if I have a knee pain, let's say I bang my knee. In meditation, I can now feel the energy within myself and I can move the energy to my knee and I can feel my energy being warmed up. And by the next day, my, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. And it's not, it, it can't be a crazy concept because there's all these energy workers that put their hand on people and heal people. Why not doing it within yourself? And that's like a total thing. You can heal people with just energy alone. Energy. That's what they, we talk about it all the time. Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, just yeah, like quantum like physics and how yes. you can move energy. Yes. It's very interesting to yes. think about. It's so far-fetched yes. that part of you just wants to give up even thinking about yeah. it. It's kind of like one of those things like, ah, ah. Well, it's just one of those things that in the West, there's very few people that are speaking about it and practicing it and actually have the fruits of what they've done versus in the West, there's a lot. I'm sorry, in the East, there's a lot. And so it's not very foreign over there. Well, I think there's a, a stigma sort of with energy healers that there are just a bunch of, you know, fairies floating around that have probably done too much drugs and of course. You know, are always at fish, just having a good yeah. time, you know, just to doing yeah. their thing. And it might turn people off by looking into the idea because they're just like, yeah, all right, chill. But that's a very epic thing. And, you know, you talk to someone that can heal you with their energy. They're just yeah. straight energy healing you. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you make it, love to an energy healer, you're on a whole nother level. You had in sexual transmutation, then you have no idea. You've just found love. <laughs> you have no idea. And, and it's just like anything else. It's practice and it's having an open mind and not being 
bro, you saw me like two years ago. And I had, I, I, you, when you look at pictures of me from two years ago, if you go onto my Instagram, I, I, I look soulless. I felt soulless. I felt like it was the beginning of the end. Like I had no energy. I had no tired. I had no creative ability. I was just completely depleted. Were you doing the green things at the same time? I was doing it all. I was doing the ice baths. I was eating clean. I was, I was, I was doing a lot of stuff and, and it would raise my energy and I would feel better. But this was like, I went from like a level, I feel like I was at like a level seven all my life. And I went down to like a level two. And in moments, I felt like I was in a negative hundred. I was just like crashing and burning. And I feel like when I started doing a lot of the stuff that I was doing, you know, ice therapy, eating cleaner, um, juicing, fasting, all these things probably got me to like a level four or five, but I still wasn't back. And now I feel like I had 10 every single day. So you're taking this to the next level. You're actually now hosting a seminar teaching others how to do this. Can you talk about that? So I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there as an expert cause I'm not, I'm still a baby in this. Right. And so I've just connected myself with people that get it and understand it. And I've studied and learned from people that are really doing this stuff. And you know, one day I want to be someone that's can, if I want to put myself out there as an expert, I don't know if I ever will. I'm not, I'm not trying to be the expert. I just know that I've mastered my own life and I've mastered my marriage. I've mastered my connection with my kids. I've mastered my own healing of my own body, but I don't want to be the expert, which is like, you know, you know, waving the flag and saying, I'm the guy. Cause I don't, which is the reason why I didn't even want to do this to begin with. And then you were like, you got to talk about this. And I was like, all right, for Ian, I'll do it. Um, and it, it kind of morphed into a lot more. Cause then after you and I talked about it, I talked to a few other people about it and long story short, it turned into like 10, 10 to 15 people right now that I'm like coaching through it. And I got one guy that, after after 90 days of holding his energy, he tripled his income at his job. Being able to have sex for hours is nothing to be ashamed of. Right, right. <laughs> when you say it like that, you know? Yes, but for to me, it was at the time, it was like putting it out there, who's really gonna, to me, it was more for me. It, it wasn't even something I needed people to get. To me, I didn't feel like, if I put it out there, who's really gonna listen to this and say, you know what, let me be, have an open mind and do this. Because it's already in this book. It's already talked about in this chapter 11. So if if I talk about chapter 11 to people and they think it's crazy, then what's the purpose of putting it out to the world? But then after you and I talked about it and I started speaking to people about it, there's actually fruits in the lives of all these people that their marriages have gotten better, their, their income has skyrocketed. They've started companies. They started new businesses. One friend, like I said earlier, he, tr- he got a, a salary raise a tripled salary raise at his job after 90 days. You know, I, I have a friend that's in the room right now that after 30 days, he broke the records of his sales at his sales quote at his job, um, you know, selling cell phones after doing it. So it's just like, to me, it was just like, after seeing that, I was like, man, the financial benefits are great, but that's just the beginning of it. If I read that chapter, is there a different way I could have perceived that chapter? Is it something that could be viewed from two different lenses? In, in the way that you're going to understand that you're going to have to convert the energy into something productive. But in today's day and age, it's harder than ever to do that. So it's kind of like it's, it's the what. The what cannot be, in my opinion, denied. When I read it when I was 19 years old when I first started direct sales, it was very clear and I wanted to apply this. So it wasn't, it's as true as it was at 19 as I am today at 33 or turning 33 in a couple of weeks. So it's as true as it is then as it is today. The difference is the cultivation of how to do this. 
and the practice. One thing you said that definitely seems to make complete sense to me is the idea of too much stimuli in our world. I mean, like you said, there's, you go to Vegas, there's women everywhere. It's so accessible to us that everything is, you know, we no create question. these illusions in our mind of, of what's perfect and we're never achieving happiness. It's the exact same concept you can apply to social media and trying to live these people's lives that which most of them aren't as happy as you are, but oh, yeah, they're really they're good not. at putting on a fantastic no show. And everybody knows that to some degree, we're not going to go on Facebook live and start crying and mm -hmm. showing us everything that's bad. Mm -hmm. But the people that can be authentic are winning. Yeah. So it is interesting, the idea of cultivating just happiness by not putting unrealistic expectations in your brain. Because the people that are truly satisfied in the relationship really appreciate everything about that person. No question. I mean, that's everything. Everyone's achieved. Everyone wants that. Everyone wants to feel loved, to have somebody out there that truly loves them for every piece of them. But I mean, it's much harder than it seems nowadays because it's always, we're always thinking, well, I could probably do better. Yeah. Well, when you look at society, it's, it's when you look at, for example, Facebook, well, we look at Facebook and look at pornography, right? When you look at Facebook, like you said earlier, everyone's always putting up the front, like everything's great and, and it's okay. Like, for example, you weren't talking to people about how horrific your cyber battle was, right? Why would you, you, you want to put out the message of positivity. And so whether you're being fake about it and you're acting like things are great and you hate your life. Or you're on the opposite spectrum of you where it was like, you don't hate your life. You're appreciative of your life, but you're going through a horrific battle, but you're just not putting it out there. And I told you yesterday, I was like, I've never seen someone that had a more positive attitude in my life going through something, right? Than, than what you went through. And so whether it be either of those things or you're talking about pornography, which is not real, it's not real sex. That's not, that's not lovemaking. That's just effing. Right. Oh, it, I don't know. That's subjective too. I mean, you could be into some super true, stuff true, true. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. Bust think, out the handcuffs. Let me let me take that back. But what I mean is, those two people in that video are not in love, versus being in a loving relationship. Right. It's, you, it's so, hard to it's hard to fake that. Yeah, exactly. You can't fake that. You can't fake having a loving connection with your partner. Like, how could you? But let let it be remembered that many such men have destroyed themselves in the end. Nature has prepared her own portions with which men may safely stimulate their minds so they vibrate in a plane that enables them to tune in to fine and rare thoughts which come from no man knows where. No satisfactory substitute for nature's stimulants have ever been found. And so it talks about in this book how people like, for example, Edgar Allan Poe used to use alcohol as a stimulant to write amazing books. And so there's a lot of stimulants that you can use in narcotics and drugs and things that you can use to stimulate the body and the mind, but there's consequences to those. When this is a stimulant that holding your sexual energy puts you in a vibration where you connect to universal consciousness, right? The whole like kundalini energy, you hear about it all the time, right? In yoga or higher chakras, it's basically raising energy that's stuck down there because you've opened up these chakras, you're raising the energy down there being like your gooch, yeah. your sexual chakra. They, they call it in the Taoist teaching, the sperm palace, the sperm, the palace. sperm palace. So you move the energy from there into a higher vibration, which is your third eye or into higher, your crown chakra. When you move that energy into those higher vibrations, you are, you turn into like a Wi-Fi frequency and you connect to universal consciousness. You connect to energy. And it talks about in this book, how, whether it be you go you're accessing your storehouse, your subconscious mind, or you connecting into universal intelligence where you just sit there and, and it talks about it in the book that you sit there. Let's say you have a goal. You know, I want to make a million dollars this year. You can sit in meditation 
focus on the million dollars and out of nowhere a hunch will come an idea a concept whether it be from the ether or from the thought of someone else right and so to me so it's almost like a fact it's almost like brainstorming meditation is brainstorming in a, in a sense because that hunch comes yeah you become you become like a like a like a cell phone wi-fi frequency you connect to the universe i'm envious of anybody that is actually effective at meditation because it's so hard it is so hard especially i've yeah. had such struggles with it but yeah. i'm going to be i'm going to win yeah we, we go well this it. is the struggle and i'll give you the 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 hack okay the hack in meditation is not focusing on meditation. It's focusing on breath work. If you can focus on breathing and like going into deep breaths and breath work in your meditation, you calm your nervous system. You take yourself out of fight or flight, out of the worry and stress of life, and you calm your nervous system. Once your nervous system is calm, then meditation becomes a lot easier. And so you do breath work calm your nervous system and do five minutes. Have you ever had a eureka moment when you're meditating and it's almost like you're on DMT all of a sudden and you're on some drugs? You're like, you have no idea. Like ecstasy. You have no idea. Yeah. I've had, I've had, you know, in whether it be through fasting or not, but just in through regular meditation. Yes. I've had moments where you, I can't say DMT cause I've never experienced DMT, but it was like a Nirvana moment where white light felt I can I can definitely feel massive amounts of endorphins and serotonin running through my system, completely blissful, happy, and I want it to be like that for the rest of my life. I heard some people though that do this the the meditation and they do experience that. It's so amazing that they're always almost trying to chase it. And it's one of those things that you can't just chase and make happen on command. It's, it's something that's kind of like, you know, Santa comes to town every now and then and you just got to be open to it. And it's typically when you're not trying that hard is when it comes. Yeah. Is that a thing? So I don't know the signs for, for, for women, but for men, it is on command when you harness this energy. On command. Pretty much. Speed dial orgasms on command. At the same level. Well, well, as a, as an, well not, not, we're not talking about orgasms. We're talking about that like Nirvana moment in meditation. Nirvana moment. Okay. Yeah. And, and for orgasms too, but we're talking about meditation right now. So the answer is the reason why all the stars had to align for them to feel that cultivation of energy or that nirvana moment is they probably didn't realize that they had been retaining for a few you know days or a few weeks. And you know to get really even deeper on this, I can't believe I'm going into all this stuff, but you know if you look at, for example, the planets, if the moon can move the ocean and you're 70% water, and kids are 80% water, then why is it so esoteric to think that the moon won't affect your emotions or affect your energy? So the moon, the planets are always moving in orbit, and depending on where the planets are, it does make, it does have drastic effects on who you are and what's going on energetically in your body. So you want to talk about how long a man has retained for, you want to talk about how where the planets are aligned. There's a lot of things that go into it, but you can time things and you can calculate kind of when there's going to be certain energies on certain times. Why do you think people are like, oh, full moon and there's all these full moon sightings or, or whatever? It's, there's a reason for that, right? And there's certain energies in the air versus when it's not there. Where would someone turn to learn more about this topic? The, the person that I feel like is the most qualified human on earth to talk about this topic is a gentleman by the name of Montak Chia. Okay, M-A-N-T-A-K. C-H-I-A. Montak Chia, he runs the Taoist, um, oh, what's his, uh, what's his place called? Um, some, some Taoist organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll look it up and we can put it in the comments. But he has a, um, he's been teaching this for 
like a long, long time. I so mean, are there people that go through this and then they become yeah, world leaders? Yeah, he has 6,000 Because I'm really blown away that I've never heard about this. Yeah. This yeah. concept. London Real did an, inc- you know London Real? He did an incredible interview with him. It was a two-hour interview. If you go to um, LondonReal.com, you can actually go on there and watch his interview and it, he goes deep on it. And it's pretty incredible. I'm actually going out to Thailand in February to study under him and, and I'm going to eventually become certified as an actual instructor um, for personal reasons, and maybe in the future I'll teach us. I don't know, but as of right now, I'm not claiming to be the expert. I'm just, you know, we're just putting it out there because I know that you know we're living, we're going into a new age where men need this information, and they need to understand that the, you giving up your energy every single day has consequences in your marriage, consequences in your production and your and your energy. It has consequences in your health specifically. You know, it, it talks about right here in in the chapter. It says how. Um, a mind stimulant is is any influence which will enter. No, not that one. Sorry. A teacher who has trained and directed the efforts of more than thirty thousand salespeople made the astounding discovery that highly sexed men are the most efficient salespeople. The explanation is that factor of personality known as personal magnetism is nothing more nor less than sex energy. Highly sexed people always have plentiful supply of magnetism through cultivation and understanding this vital force will be drawn upon and used as a great advantage in relationships between people this energy may be communicated to others through the following media handshakes tone of voice posture how you carry yourself vibration of thought how you think body posture i mean all that stuff so my whole point is you cultivating this energy the, the effects that it's going to have on your life is just out of control. And, and the thing about it is it talks about how here in the, the book as well, I discovered from the analysis of over 25,000 people that Napoleon Hill documented, okay, that men who succeed in an outstanding way seldom do so before the age of 40, and more often they do not strike their real pace until they are well over the age of 50. So he talks about here how the majority of men if you look at it, that become like when they hit their major stride happens after 40 and 50 because that's when their energy levels like calm down a little bit and they're able to actually focus versus kind of going against the grain a little bit at a younger age. For example, you at what, 26, 27, 27, 27? harnessing that energy. Now me at 33. Now we have a major advantage because we have so much creative energy. If we know how to convert it into something productive, like literally the the pace in which you can get to your goals is far faster than you can get to at a later age. Do you see any negatives in sec- in this sexual transmutation? If you retain for long periods of time and doing it the wrong way, yes. And you know, what not, are the negatives? I don't know the exact science, but you're you're you have some prostate issues. Um, you got to know what you're doing for long periods of time. But if you harness for like 30 days, and I'm not saying don't ever ejaculate. My thing is, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a science to how long you should go. And I forget the exact, I think it's like for every like nine years of life, you can ejaculate one. It's something like that. But basically at the age of like 27 for yourself, it's like no more than like three times a month or something like that. At the age of, at the age of 40, no more than like uh, two times a month or something like that. Um, and then you're fine and then you're good. That's kind of like maintenance, right? Like, you know, releasing the energy is like your maintenance. Um, but if you're going to go for long periods of time, Baby, we got to do some maintenance tonight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but if you're going to go for long periods of time, you have to know what you're doing. And I don't recommend anyone doing long periods of time unless you've really understood the basics of how to cultivate this. Yeah. So where do you think this is going to head? Where do you, th- where's some more rabbit holes you think you'll head down 
in this in this journey spiritually i've been evolving a lot and so i don't know i just know i always say that when i go into meditation i'm able to get the assignment and so when i'm in meditation i feel like i'm connected to universal consciousness god whatever you want to call it and i feel like i'm truly led by spirit versus my own primitive perspective on things and so that will ultimately i don't know what that'll lead. i don't know where god will lead me down or what the universe will lead me down i just know that i've been making the right calls in my life now because i feel like i'm being led versus my own primitive um humanly perspective on things yeah and that's the thing that's most interesting about all this is that mastering the primitive side of our human subconscious oh my god yes i mean vices are in my opinion that's got to be the next evolution of man Someone yes. That can oh, truly. No question. Well, the thing about this is that if you could harness this, man and women, just to be clear, what well, can you not harness? Right. Like, if you're able to overcome your desire to ejaculate constantly, and you can actually harness that, what's harder than that? You have you have one. You have unlimited energy. Two. You now have willpower to go create and do anything you want. Like, you want to stop smoking cigarettes? Easy. You want to stop drinking? Easy. You want to go to the gym? Easy. You want to. Jump in an ice bath, easy. Everything becomes. You want to start a business? Stop jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and so, bottom line is that what happens to a lot of men is that not just men, just humans. Vices. We live in a world where there's so many vices. It doesn't matter how hard you try. These vices are so overwhelmingly in our face all the time. That that's why people fall into, you know, cheating on their spouses, um, pornography, drinking, alcohol to handle the stresses of life. Um, it's that the, quick. The list fix. goes on and on. Yeah, it's just like when I eat, you know, a tub of peanut butter in my meat tub. I don't know, four tablespoons, just a little bit over the limit. You know, I love peanut butter, but afterwards I, I'm pissed at myself. Right. Exactly. And when you know, like like last night, I'm here at the hotel, and. Um, I'm just feeling really good energetically and I don't really want to mess with that. And so I'm like, if I'm with fam and it's like I'm hanging out with family and I haven't seen family for a while, then I'll indulge in that moment because in that moment I weigh out the pros and cons and in like immersing myself in that, in that moment with family to me energetically is more important to me than how I feel in this moment. So to me, the, the, the memory of being present and being there, with family, I'm good with that, right? But there's like certain extremes that I won't do. I won't eat certain things. Like, but, but ultimately, like I'll have ice cream here and there. I'll have pizza here and there because in that moment, I want to have that time with my friend. Like if it's your birthday, I'm not going to just be like a weirdo eating salad there, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to indulge with you because it's your birthday and I love you as a close friend, right? But ultimately, like last night, I was here and I was just feeling really, really good and everyone's eating all kinds of stuff and I was just, I had, I had a green drink on me. I had, um, I think I had some kale chips. I had like a, like a healthy protein bar and I was good. And most before in the past, it would be really hard. I'd be like, man, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about the food and I want the food and I see my friend next to me having like an incredible plant-based vegan burger and the person in front of me having like an amazing salad. And I'm just like, I would, I would have a really hard time. But harnessing this, I feel like the willpower that you harness to go create what you want out of life is so much easier because if you harness this, you can do anything. Yeah, and, and going back to vices, I mean, it even talks about here in, in the book, it says, every intelligent person knows that stimulation in excess through alcoholic drink and narcotics is a form of intemperance 
which destroys the vital organs of the body, including the brain. Not every person knows, however, that overindulgence in sex expression may become a habit as destructive and as detrimental to creative effort as narcotics or alcohol. A sex madman is not essentially different than a dope madman. Both have lost control over their faculties of reason and willpower. Sexual overindulgence may not only destroy reason and willpower, but it may also lead to either temporary or permanent insanity. Many cases of hypochondria, imaginary illnesses, grow out of the habits developed in ignorance of the true function of sex. From the brief references to this subject, it may be readily seen that ignorance on this subject of sexual transmutation forces stupendous penalties upon the ignorant on the one hand and withholds from them equal stupendous benefits on the other. Widespread ignorance on this subject of sex is due to the fact that the subject has been surrounded with mystery and be clouded by dark silence. The conspiracy of, and mystery and silence has had the same effect upon the minds of young people that the psychology of prohibition had. The result has been increased curiosity and desire to acquire more knowledge on this verbotum, which basically means a forbidden subject, and to shame of the lawmakers and physicians by training the best qualified to educate the youth on the subject, information has not been easily available. And so it's, the info is not out there. And if the information wasn't available over 100 years ago, imagine what it's like now. You know, everything's vibrating on a frequency and understanding how to raise our vibration within our body and what's going on on the inside and how raising that vibration and how that affects what happens on the outer. So we're constantly focusing on the out, on the out, on the out versus going in. And once you can go in and you raise your vibration, your ability to handle life completely changes through no matter what's going on. You like most people, the reason they fall into like alcohol or drinking or, or just any, any abuse to handle stress is because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to, they, they do not know how to handle life stresses. But when you understand how to harness that energy, your biology within yourself, your ability to cope with life's challenges and your stresses, you have unlimited energy and reserve to go through it. Like sometimes we have so much going on, we can't even think about our problems because we're so stressed. When really it's like if you had unlimited thinking power, then you'd have unlimited solutions to figuring out what's going on with your life. Yeah, that's huge. That's why. I uh, don't drink as much yeah. anymore. I still drink because yeah. there's a part of me that's just a savage part of me yeah. that has not left yet. Yeah. And uh, drinking with your friends is a lot of fun. Yeah, but everything in moderation, including moderation. But there, I do feel when I drink, I, I look at alcohol as, as legit poison. It's just poisoning it really my is. body. It's just it really screwing everything mm-hmm. up. It's like, ah, dope, you know. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. why I'd probably opt for some, some marijuana at night yeah. instead. You know, something that doesn't poison my body. Right. But in general, that, that's been a huge shift in my life is this fascination with health and biohacking and trying to figure out these things that make us feel better. And I know a lot of people listening are with me on that. Yeah. The whole green movement, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. optimizing our life, feeling good. It feels good to feel good. It's mm-hmm. a damn good day to have a damn mm-hmm. good day. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's hard to have a good day yeah. when you don't feel good. Yeah. Like you mentioned, I might have looked very positive on the outside, on my Instagram stories, and I'm like, what up, y'all? How's it going? But on my insides, I'm melting. Chronic inflammation. Inflammation sucks. It leads to so much disease. So if there's things that we can do, whether that be drinking the green drink, whether that be limiting meats, some people are pro cons. I'm I'm no expert on any of this, but 
if there's things that we can do to achieve full focus, and that's something that I'm always fascinated with you on, and I appreciate you always hitting me up and keeping tabs on me. You know, there's no financial benefit. We're just friends. Yeah. And because you're truly interested in this stuff. You're truly, you have a huge smile on. This fascinates you, and it's very refreshing to have someone be so open about something that's so new. So yeah, Yeah. I appreciate you diving into this. Of course, brother. I mean, to me, I... I've seen me go through sickness and I've watched so many around me go through sickness. I've seen my dad recently passed away and I just, my whole life is full of people that are sick. And to me, I just feel like it's unnecessary. And I feel like there are very simple things that we can do to drastically impact our biology and have a happier, more fulfilled quality of life. And to me, I have an obsession where I can't help it. Like I just really feel like I just... I genuinely want to see people heal and get better. And I tell people, I'm like, I'm with you. I'm in your corner. I'm here for you, whatever you need. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm in your corner and I'm, I'm going to fight for you, but you gotta, you gotta help me help you. You know, you gotta, you gotta meet me halfway. Cause if you do your part, the universe will do its part, but you gotta, you have to do your part. So Eddie, this is a, a staple question that we ask. It's probably the only organized question that yeah. I always ask everybody that's on the show. Yeah. And it comes down to what would you tell someone that say the 16 year old version of you, if you could have had two or three minutes with that person and, and yeah. you could have said three things that could have saved you a ton of time, money, tears, or whatever, what would those things be? For me growing up, um, I feel like through all society, through religious teachings, we're taught that like sex is bad or at least for me being raised in a very, very strong Catholic household, you know, sex is bad. Masturbation is bad. Um, not, not, um, not, um, just basically those things are bad that understanding that the vices that you're experiencing, you can control them and they're not, it's not a real thing. And I feel like so many men fall victim to this and women too, but you know, men were the leaders of the household. And I'm talking like more for like a man and wife married couple. And then I feel like in, even in like, you know, gay or lesbian couples, there's one that dominates and one that leads. And so whoever's leading the situation, I feel like it's our job to get our shit together and be strong enough to handle life. And I feel like at that age, I would have made so many less mistakes understanding how to harness that energy. And I feel like it happens time and time again where, you know, it, it talks about at the beginning of the book how, you know, let me jump into this real quick. Sex is such a strong force that men are willing to risk everything to indulge in it. Marriage, career, success. You see it happen all the time where men, they build up to the highest level of successes and then they cheat on their wife or they they indulge in, you know, like something else and they, they fall victim to vices. and. And I, I would have wanted to tell my 16-year-old self, which I'm going to teach my son, which is these vices, you can have full control over them. And as long as you live in a primitive world, you know, it's something you always have to keep an eye on and you're always going to have to monitor, but you have the ability to have full control over every area of your life. And going to the gym doesn't need to be hard. Harnessing, you know, your sexual energy doesn't need to be hard. I feel like that for a lot of partners or in relationship, they struggle with even like not having wandering thoughts and wandering eyes of other people. And and to me, I can honestly tell you that I don't I don't think about other women. I don't have those wandering eyes. And and I feel like most men they struggle, including myself, early in my life because these forces are so strong. And so, yeah, that's what I would tell them. So what else? Anything else? Um that 
Drink your green drink. Yeah, drink your green drink. The universe and God's a lot closer than you think. And that heaven's within. It's just about you have to go deep within. And you have to be open to that idea and that perspective. And a lot of people, they feel like God's abandoned them or the universe has abandoned them. But it's, you have to do your part. And I know that for some people, like, what does that mean, right? Like, like what do you mean I have to do my part? But it's, it's some of the stuff that we talked about today. But it's understanding that if you go within and you stop allowing the stresses of life to affect you, then you can start looking at life for what it is. When you, change, when you, when you take a look at your life and, you're, and you replace you know, uh, complacency for appreciation, everything changes, right? You look at your situation and you just really try to find the things that you hate about your life, but find, you have to find appreciation in the darkness and you'll see beauty in it. And if you can operate in, on that vibration, you're gonna attract different things. And what would you say to that person that's right on the cusp of jumping into, say, entrepreneurship for the first time yeah. or a hobby or something that they're just truly passionate about and there's something holding them back? Um, I'd say, and Steve Jobs said this well, is that make sure that what you're doing is what you truly, truly, truly love because that's the only way that you'll have the energy to sustain through it. So I'm, I'm on the borderline. I've talked about it and I haven't announced it and there's like hardly anyone that knows about this, but I'm about to launch something really big. And it's like, in my opinion, my Mona Lisa, like my, my life work, the thing that I've kind of been building up until this point, you know, Steve Jobs talks about connecting the dots going backwards. And for me, you know, launching, you know, what, what in my opinion is the green truth and you know, what the, the, the message of what I'm going to talk about is going to be. I feel like the only way that I could have gotten up into this point is if I love what I did. Otherwise, there's no way you'll have the inspiration to sustain through it. So I, so I recommend every single person that's listening be really, really clear. And don't do anything just because you're married to an idea because it's what you studied for the last 10 years or it's what your friends think or what your parents think. Like be really, really clear about what you love. And if you're super duper 100% clear about that, then you'll find a way to build your tribe and your community and things will happen. I mean, now I'm doing retreats and teaching men how to do this stuff. And like, who would have thought based off of just like going into the thing that I love? Now I'm educating people on this stuff, but it started off with just an idea, but I said, you know what, I'm gonna go deep in what I love and just be really clear about my lane. And it kind of turned into a world of what it turned into, you know? Amazing. So just be clear and know what you do, know what you love. It's good having friends like Eddie out there, you know? Someone else is diving into all this stuff. So then when they make discoveries, it's like you don't have to go through all the hard work. They'll just tell you what they learned. Yeah, there's a little learning curve that you're going to avoid for sure. But, dude, as always, every time we speak, it's always an educational journey. And, you know, I'm really excited for you to personally help coach me continuously as you are still with my own health and, you know, trying to maximize my effectiveness. I don't know if I'll be practicing uh, semen retention just yet, but it is a fascinating topic and I'm excited to learn more about what's going on here. And I really think it's amazing that you share this with us. And I know that this message is definitely going to uh, educate a lot of people on another path out there. No question. And I, I'm proud of you, brother. You're doing an amazing job. This podcast is fire. It's awesome. You are, you are like such a genuine authentic interested curious person which is like exactly what you need to go create this and so it's awesome to see that you're in your lane you're doing what you love and you're helping people it's like what's going to manifest from this work is going to be bigger than you could ever imagine yeah making people feel good is no better feeling let's yeah let's no one better than you brother connect good humans all right with that said we got to get back to this conference let's so do it. eddie we appreciate you give me some brother thanks for having me man all right peace out later 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.